0: You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show.
1: you found the Taxi Stand Hour.
2: <laughs>
1: On Radio TFI.
3: Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody
4: else.
1: And good morning, everybody. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Streaming Network for this Sunday, May 23rd of... Yes. 2021. Boy, for somebody that's going to get a whole week off of this show, you are very curmudgeon today. I thought I was the curmudgeon in this group. Oh my goodness. Anyways, from the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Steaming Hot, Queens, New York, Fifteen fans pointed at his back. It is the one, the only, Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir.
3: Hey, good morning, kids and kittens. As always, we trust you've had a, uh, a wonderful and fantastic week right off the top. I got a couple of things I got to hit right off the top. Curmudgeon, I've been in a pretty good mood all morning. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's not so hot here in the broadcast center. We're uh, we're doing just fine. Uh, speaking of fans, for account, you'll see uh, my photograph of me and my biggest fans this week. And they were all blowing hot air too. By the way, they were doing just fine. Uh, and good morning, John Shannon. How are you today?
1: Oh, I, hey, I'm. Uh, couldn't be any better if I was twins. Tell you the truth.
3: Hey, wait, 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 wait. wait a second. That's what? that's my like, that's my line.
1: You don't You don't own any damn patent on it.
3: I use that on an almost daily basis.
1: Oh yeah, whatever. I don't think I've ever heard you say that.
3: That's because you're not in my real life. This... <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you make it. You make it sound like I, I. we labor at this seven days a week, twelve hours a day. Ed's getting a week off. I'm getting one, one 2 hour window where we don't have to do the show next week. Well, but we just, we just we don't have to do. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we both have uh, prior commitments for next week. Uh, I have a wedding to attend John is uh, master Oliver is going to be indoctrinated into Catholic religion for reasons I don't fully understand but uh, uh, there it is and uh, we'll be it be all music next week. Enjoy your day at the beach on Memorial Day
1: week. Yeah, absolutely
3: and, and the next time we're, we're back live after this it will be uh, the 6th of June d-day d-day.
1: Now is Radio TFI planning anything special as far as the uh, like top five hundred or anything like that, or are we just uh, we're just
3: they they were, but uh, they decided they didn't want to. Okay, I could, we couldn't get the staff motivated to put together a theme. We can't uh, get
1: this staff motivated. We are barely lucky to get the staff motivated to put this show together,
3: and yet here we are. And and here, here we are. Here we yes. Are. We got we got some interesting stuff coming up, John. Why don't you tell the folks the kids and kittens what exactly we have coming up? I believe we're doing it at the bottom of the hour. Bottom of the hour, yes,
1: yes. Bottom, bottom of the hour. hour. We we, uh, we recorded, plagiarized, whatever you want to call call it, a uh, interview that our <laughs> are...
3: get, get that mouse out of your pocket, pal. I had nothing to do with it.
1: Um. <laughs> Our our great great friend uh, uh, Shaletta Brundage uh, had a uh, it was quite an interview actually with uh, with uh, Corey Heppel now this now she normally uh, she normally uh, has a little segment with Corey every uh, I believe it's Tuesdays if I'm if I'm if you know my memory. But this was recorded. This was recorded on Tuesday. Uh, she has a normal deal that she does with Corey, just about every uh, every Tuesday. And it was originally supposed to be about the fact that she was participating. And forgive me, Shiletta for forgetting exactly what this was all about originally. Uh, with uh, something in with you with USA Today, uh, quite a big deal actually. Uh, But she couldn't, she, she couldn't talk about that because um, we just had another, at the time, another um, young child, young black child shot and uh, killed over in, uh, over in in, uh, North Minneapolis, uh, which made three in about in a two week span and. Uh, we were just getting to the point here in Minneapolis and it's sad that it's taken this but enough is enough of this uh the uh the amount of black on black crime all uh in in, in itself forget the, with with the children involved is is ticking up and you know enough is enough and and there were people that were out there questioning whether or not uh the, the the people the Black Lives Matter group um, why people uh, weren't protesting John, what, oh, what John's
3: oh. trying to get to is that we're gonna have play play a, a, a an extended segment with Shaletta talking I, about sorry uh, about being right.
1: extended myself while I'm trying to describe
3: it here yeah yeah you kind of you kind of you were going off there so. you f- forgive yeah. me
1: this, this stuff uh, you, you have please forgive me on this all, all, all kidding aside this is something. That I find very concerning myself and if I ramble on that you're just gonna have to give me you're just gonna have to give me
3: my spankings
1: later I guess man because right
3: well we we'll get to the rambling at the bottom of the hour just so the folks know that that is coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, also an hour two uh we're doing uh what are we calling it we're, we're kind of back and forth on the names here uh, we're gonna call it uh Goldilocks the Goldilocks what are we calling it the Goldilocks we'll, experience. The we'll, we'll try that for now, we're, 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 because John is a plagiar plagiarist from way back. So we're trying to cook up a name for this uh, underrated, overrated thing. We're trying to do a little, slight different bent on it. We're going to do a little different from last week. We're going to try something else, and uh, and we'll let that percolate over the two week, uh, over the time we're off, and hopefully we'll have something when we're coming back once again in an attempt to fill that John John and Ed versus the spread size. Hole in hour two. John, are you ready for this week's stock market yeah, report? Yeah, because we
1: actually have something to add to that after the uh, after oh the report. Boy. So, oh boy, let, let her rip!
3: It's the Radio TFI Stock Market Watch, brought to you by. We need a sponsor. Uber closed the week at forty eight dollars and eighty two cents, up a dollar seventy nine from last week. While Lyft closed the week at $52.32, up $2.25 from the week before. That concludes the Radio TFI Market Watch. Please, please, please sponsor it.
1: So Uber and Lyft are trying to claw back from that uh, explosion they had two weeks ago. It looks. Yeah. Looks like.
3: Well, it's it's bouncing back the ripples. Like we talked about last week, one was up a couple of pennies, one was down a couple of pennies. Those are just ripples on the lake. Uh, It's going to make a mild comeback, but this is not – again, remember, that's over the course of a week. That's not a daily jump. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you want to see how they perform daily, just go to RadioTFI.com, and uh, everything you need to know will be right there. So
1: apparently in California – Uh, There's a headline uh, that reads, uh, and this is uh, from MarketWatch, that most Uber and Lyft trips will have to transition to electric vehicles.
3: John, I have to Uh, stop you for a moment. I have to stop you for a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, if you're listening to us on the radio, welcome aboard. I finally remembered to turn on the button. Oh,
1: I, and you know what's what's really what's really funny about that? What is really funny about that is Ed. Please, please turn on the recording. Please
3: make sure you, I need yeah. you to record this yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I at didn't People in
1: SoundCloud will uh, be will, they'll hear the whole. They'll show. hear
3: the whole. Well, everybody on the streaming network, uh, on the video network, heard the entire show right uh, but but those of you listening on the app on the oh by the way the app the live video is working now so if you have the radio tfi app you can watch us live straight from the app you can listen live if i push the right button and <laughs> you can watch us live right now we're beaming across uh phones uh all all across this great great land and country and world of ours and uh uh Yes, and at them down down under. Uh, if you haven't downloaded our app yet, please do. We'd love to get your... Uh, anybody who's experiencing watching us on the app, please do. And again, I apologize to our radio listeners. I haven't done that in a good long time. See, it's a good thing I did beg you to... Uh, you're, t- you're,
1: you're taking your break a little early there, I see.
3: <laughs> I looked over and i thought why is that still show oh because usually i hit the record button i hit the you know go live button and i minimize that little that little program so that i don't have to see it again until we're done now why is that show oh i didn't hit the button oh so anyway anyways so
1: sorry now forgive me here to the uh, to the uh, streaming audience I'll have to repeat this, but apparently in California, uh, Uber and Lyft trips will be having to transition to electric vehicles, uh, they say, in this decade. Mm There's a rule approved to mandate 90% of ride-hailing miles take place in EVs by 2030. Yeah, they won't do it. but here here's the thing is, is who's going to pay for this is it going to right. be the
3: drivers the right. company or or the state who pays for it now
1: well it's going to be the drivers well, of course and, it's going to be
3: the drivers you don't honestly believe that Uber and Lyft are just going to lie down and go okay okay uh, it's not going to happen they're going to there, it,
1: there's, there's no way because these electronic vehicles are Already, now, I, I, I saw where Ford rolled out their uh, Ooh, the F-150 truck. Lightning. and uh, Biden was back,
3: driving it. Ooh. Yeah. I heard, I
1: heard he was, they had a hard time prying his oh. uh, cold, dead ass from the oh, wheel. He oh. was enjoying it. Well,
3: he loves that kind of stuff. He he he's uh, said in many an interview, uh, the one thing he truly missed, while well, well, being vice president and now president, is that they won't let you drive. They won't let you drive
5: well all i can say
1: is is, thank goodness it was on a it it was somewhere where there's wide open spaces because uh when you haven't driven for a when you haven't driven for a few years you do get a little rusty in it i'm a little afraid just right here granny annie hasn't driven in about uh uh, pretty near f- three years herself and mm. she's getting a little itchy to, to try to get back behind the wheel uh, we're going to take a few trips around the block there before I let you uh, start uh, traveling up and down 35E here.
3: now now, just imagine how that the secret service agent who was in the truck with him felt having a white knuckle this
1: <laughs> well like I said they had wide open spaces what was he going to hit?
3: it's not what you can hit well, that, 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 that could and be too. As I, as I used to like to say to my customers, we'd get into a little jokey mood, nice van, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, if you want, I'll put it up on two wheels. <laughs> Any two wheels Whoa. of your choice. You pick the two wheels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so they're, they're talking by the end of the by the end of the decade they're talking they want 90% of uh, all of these right in california granted not going to happen now it's not going to happen it, it, i don't see I, I don't see any way possible no
3: no because I, I, first off first off first off let's i'm all for hybrid cars and electric and all that but let's remember still that to get the electricity to power these vehicles we're still using fossil fuels at most power plants to generate the electricity. So it's kind of a, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a more of a I feel better about myself kind of thing by an elect an all electric vehicle. Uh, I know the infrastructure will will eventually show up where we can uh, recharge our vehicles, and right now the charging time is ridiculous. It's overnight. It's not like pulling your F one fifty into the gas station, taking five minutes to uh, to fuel up, uh, and back you go. You got another two three hundred miles before you need fuel again. These sometimes take six eight hours to recharge, and the technology will get better. Oh yeah, it takes a long time.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Uh, I just don't understand for the life of me how you couldn't just put a bigger generator. In one of these electric vehicles and have it basically generate its own
3: power. Well, you're talking more of an alternator than a generator. Well, okay. Yeah. but Yeah. Okay. And right now, and I have no real scientific wherewithal. Neither do
1: I, but that's probably why I'm coming up with such a ludicrous idea. No, No, uh, it's
3: not ludicrous. You're not the first one to think of that. It's the first thing you would think of. Well, why can't we... We can do an alternator now. It has something to do with the type of batteries. I don't know the precise reason. One of these days, I'll figure it out. But, uh... uh, Now, once that happens... And, uh... Okay. (laughs) Let me put this up. Because I'm very puzzled. He just... Atton just installed our app. He says it works great. He's also watching reruns of Raw oh tonight. Well, not on our not on our app. We don't play that. But good for you, man. Good for you. I, I don't know what Raw has to do with us, but you know we love you hey, down there. It's his it, 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 it's his world. We'll let him live it. But, you know. Hey, 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 hey. You got that so anyway as we and as we know uber lyft they're not gonna pay for anything they're not gonna you know the first wave of electric fully electric vehicles are gonna be super duper expensive uh of course there'll be boneheads well, out there who will be willing to spend eighty thousand dollars to make the 20 cents a mile
1: and what i don't what i don't understand about this is is that I could never consider, at least right now with the current technology, putting on a, a taxi with uh, as an electro- with an electronic vehicle because
3: they, I put on 220, 230 miles well, a day. Well, that's the in problem. And that's about the range, the extent of the range on the batteries. Uh, now for you, okay, fine. It, it would work out. You can plug it in overnight and you're ready to roll for the next morning. But again, it's not like refueling at a gas station where, okay, I've done 200 miles and let me keep going. I'll just top off the tank. It, it it doesn't work that way. I mean, it does. It does. It just doesn't work that way as quickly.
1: It doesn't work. It doesn't work for what we do. Right. Any, any, um, any vehicle that uh, has any length of uh, uh, travel, uh, I mean look at cross country cross country uh travel forget about that you can't you know you're not gonna be able to pack up the kids in the in the family truckster and uh, <laughs> and uh, go across uh, go across the country there to go to wally
3: world anymore that's out of the question Daddy says I'm the best kisser uh, e- e- you're do not you, gonna do
1: you pop your baloney?
3: Well, Look, I <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <you're> an
3: <laughs> I am. But I'm just quoting the movie. That's all. You start. No, I know. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea.
1: Absolutely love the idea of, of electric vehicles for all the right reasons. But I'm gonna I gotta tell you from my heart that, that we're not ready. The technology is not there yet to be able to Handle fleet transportation and if, if, if look at the people that have to commute you know a couple hundred by mi- you know a well, hundred miles each, there are people that commute like a hundred miles each way uh, especially up and down the east
3: coast sure look master Oliver is ready to jump off a building about it he, he's oh, I know right he's horribly upset now the real solution <clears throat> is hydrogen that's, right. that's the real solution uh, to, to, to my pea brain is because you it's plentiful. And the only byproduct of it is water. Mm-hmm. Once, you're, once you've uh, burned the fuel, if you will, out, out of the exhaust pipe comes water. There's nothing to, we'll have wet streets but other than that you're you're, uh...
1: which could be a problem if you live in a cold uh, uh, if you live someplace where it's uh, you know like frostbite falls uh, Mm, true well
3: again I'm not I I personally believe that's a minor issue that could be worked out Uh, look we have pipelines all up and down the country so getting hydrogen to refueling stations would not be as difficult Uh, I think it would be a lot easier to build uh, hydrogen refueling stations because they can even be they don't even have to be attached to anything. You bring the truck in, you fill the tank. Whereas with uh, an electric charging station, you have to run lines to you know, or oh, a big- yeah,
1: this this is this is going to this is going to be very very interesting and i right. think i think we're going to wind up tripping on ourselves a few times trying
3: to uh, and i can promise i can promise you home depot does not sell extension cords that long
1: no but uh, no absolutely they, not. They do not hey listen let's uh we got a, you got a couple of other things here let's uh i do oh i do we get, yeah we you do uh, we don't want to miss our uh, we don't want to miss our Chip Franklin for the week. Well, one thing.
3: you know what? Let's let's run through these real quick. Uh, let's start off with Representative Dan Bishop, and the, the, we're going to play back to back. These were discussions of the insurrection. Now, Dan Bishop, I'll let you decide who's from which party. Here's Representative Dan Bishop out of North Carolina. About insurrection, let me just say this: if it was an insurrection. Was the worst example of an insurrection in the history of mankind. It was a riot, it was a mob, it was significant, it was troublesome. But this is not bipartisanship, and I fear that the gentleman from New
2: York may find that he has been played.
3: Now, uh, you may have noticed there uh, again. This was about uh, uh, Congress discussing the January 6th commission. You may have noticed if you're watching on the video at the very end there, that spooky figure that showed up, that was MTG. She just kind of appeared anytime there's nonsense being spoken in Congress. She just kind of appears. Now we're going to, we're going to, uh, let's listen to representative Dan Hill out of Ohio. And you tell me which party he's with.
2: Gentlemen from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this and thank them for their bipartisanship to the other 90% of our friends on the other side of the aisle, Holy cow! Coherence? No idea what you're talking about. Ben Gaza, you guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country, spent millions of dollars. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol police with lead pipes across the head, and we bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country, pops? A slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. I yield back to Bob.
3: Well.
1: <laughs> Gee. He, he definitely had his Red Bull this
3: morning. Oh, he did. He did. His Cheerios were, were most definitely uh Pete in let's let's now go to maricopa county in arizona and you're about to hear from bill gates no not that one uh talking about this quote-unquote recount that's going on in maricopa county in arizona by the way your boy here is gop
6: maricopa county we don't do what's easy we do what's right we've done that for the last six months Four out of the five members of the Board of Supervisors are Republicans. We recognize, and I anticipate you're going to ask questions about this, that a large percentage of Republicans believe that the election was stolen in 2020 uh, and that you know Donald Trump actually won. I want to be clear that I uh, believe that Joe Biden won the election all right and the reason that i feel confident in saying that particularly in maricopa county is that we overturned every stone and we have professionals both with the early voting and the election day voting they did everything right we asked the difficult questions all right and we certified the election back in november but now it's time to say enough is enough it is time to push back on the big lie we must do this. We must do this as a member of the Republican Party. We must do this as a member of the Board of Supervisors. We need to do this as a country. Otherwise, we are not going to be able to move forward and have an election in 2022 that we can all believe the results, whatever they may be.
3: The only thing I disagree with with, with that gentleman is uh, when he says, I believe Joe Biden won. one no. No, it's I know Joe Biden won. That, but I'll take the whole, the whole package that that he presented out there. So, so though all all those three clips were, we've got the January sixth commission thing. How is it? How is it? The members of the GQP are saying, you know, why? Because they don't want to want it to be found out that some of them had their hands in it. That's why. Who wouldn't want to delve deeper into this? They attacked. Your place of work, where you're standing, where you're taking the vote. How how is that?
0: Uh,
3: and 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 good on for Representative Tim Ryan. He's uh he'll he'll be a senator out of Ohio, without question. Uh, just so we can get to it before we get to our big Charlotte Brundage piece here. Uh, John's new favorite, Chip Franklin, always a winner. Republicans
2: are saying that when it comes to vaccines my body belongs to me.
3: Their body's their choice.
2: But when it comes to abortion well your body belongs to me too. That is all that matters. Sometime next year these nine people who dress up in black and meet in secret will decide who owns you. I'm speaking to women of course because men will always control their own bodies. High five. Because men know where this rabbit hole leads. If abortion is a problem what is the source of this problem? That's a penis. In my lifetime men have been allowed to legally rape their wives, kill them for infidelity and jail them for having an Now, for a lot of you, that sounds like a Newt Gingrich all-boys-getaway weekend. Would it be alright to abort a pregnancy if you thought the child was going to grow up to be gay? As Republicans mock this incredibly difficult personal decision, it becomes clear that irony is lost on these pigs. If conservatives really want a government this powerful, then it's conceivable that one day masturbation too would be illegal. And if that happened, what would Ted Cruz do all day? That's not funny! That's a good one.
1: Goddamn right. You could use my words against me. What
2: happens next?
7: Winning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my
3: God!
7: Oh my goodness!
3: Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what he was doing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, out, yeah. they outlaw ma- masturbation for uh, he's he's screwed. Um, let, let me actually, probably not.
3: Let, let me. I got two other things I want to knock out real quick here before we uh, before we move on. Uh, a couple of Twitter items. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh Eric Shabon at Eric Not Erie tweeted this. I find it funny how the same people who are telling us to move on from January sixth still have not moved on from the south losing the Civil War in eighteen sixty five. Jesus. <laughs> or the Nazis losing in World War Two. You're over two kids. And uh and this, and this we have a link to on at radio com the entire story and the video that goes with it. But NBC, MSNBC put out this week, if the raising employee wages to $15 an hour, Claven's Ice Cream Parlor in Pittsburgh received well over 1,000 job applica- applications for job openings. Co-owner J. Pacantra says customer service had improved and he hasn't noticed a difference in the bottom line. Well, what do you know about that? In other words... We used to say this about our call takers at, at Yellow Cab. Uh, the cab company insisted on paying them dirt cheap, uh, nothing levels. And I, I would, uh, my thought was always this: What does it cost you to train new people constantly? Would it not be easier to oh, pay, absolutely, to pay people a better wage and give them an incentive to stick around? Uh, so you know all this about. I'm gonna lose money. Well, again, you can't if you have a revolving door of employees. And you know, look, we're not talking a kid with a summer job here, okay? You pay him eight, ten bucks an hour, blah blah blah. We're talking about people that have to support others, and even still, fifteen bucks an hour is, you know, that's a tough nut to crack. That's a tough nut to crack. So anyway, it really is fifteen dollars an hour at this point in time
1: is bare bones minimum. That's that's where you're talking about being able to, you know, rent a, maybe be able to rent a studio apartment uh, somewhere or, or have a home where you've got three other roommates or something like well,
3: that. Well, that's 2400 bucks a month before taxes. And, uh-huh. you know, if you've got a couple of kids, all right, you're not going to pay as much in taxes, but you're going to spend it on the kids. So you're, you're looking at best a take home of two grand a month. You're going to spend at least, depending on where you live, you're going to spend at least a 1000 a month on rent, oh, yeah. renting utilities. That only leaves you 250 bucks a week for groceries and cars and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right. I think we we cleared that all out rather quickly, John. Uh,
1: we did well. Now we're not going to have anything. Uh, uh, we're not going to have anything left to shoot in hour number two. But, oh, uh,
3: we'll have plenty of stuff. We uh, will. By the way, we'll just, just very quickly, here's something to chew on. I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks. Is it time? Okay. Is it time? Are we ready to remove... God, I can't remember his name. Who? What's our professor's name?
1: Professor Medley.
3: Professor Medley. Is it time to take Professor Medley out of the intro? You don't have to answer I, now. I, you don't have to answer now. Just something to chew uh, on will... I'm not advocating well, for right. it. Well, anyhow.
1: Yeah, no, I've been thinking about that myself. Okay,
3: so. let's go to uh, what we're going to now.
1: Okay, so again, uh, this is uh, this is Shaletta Brundage, friend, uh, friend of the show. Uh, the woman I've never met,
3: who still owes us
1: breakfast, by the way.
3: Yeah, she does
1: yeah she and, does uh, it's this, okay this a,
3: you can feed those brundage babies but you better stop feeding these two fat old dudes
1: that's right exactly Just, and by the way uh happy birthday to her uh husband sean
3: uh today as uh as
1: well the man the man uh he's been called by more than one media source uh, sean brundage has been called saint sean for what he <laughs> so anyways um, in, all, in all seriousness yes this is a, this is a spot uh, that uh, Shaletta did with uh, Corey Heppel WCCO radio last Tuesday it, it's you know they normally yuck it up quite a bit there there was no there was no yucking in this this is very serious this was a very passionate uh, 13 minutes with uh, Shaletta Brundage so uh, please uh, Please give this a listen, and we'll talk about it here on the other on the other end.
4: Because we have um, something that you and I need to discuss. Um, oftentimes, you know, when people talk about races, race, race, and white people over here talking about race, and you and I, um, me and Chad, are pretty much um, some of the only people talking to one another and explaining things to one another from different perspectives, from different backgrounds. So we can um, help better understand what's going on in our community. Um, And Corey and Dave, um, we've got children shot in North Minneapolis. Um, We've got a lot of gun violence going on in that part of town. And uh, we're seeing the headlines. um, we're, We're reading the stories watching it on TV. Um, my church is in North Minneapolis, church where I was married, where all my children were baptized, and where we are members. and so um this is home for me a little bit differently um, than most people because for most folks it is a headline um, and and I've had to do this um a couple of times this morning from friends who call me and say, Shaletta, why are black people upset about this? Why aren't black people marching in the streets? They marched all the way to, you know, the Capitol. You guys were standing outside the government center. Uh, you, you you know, you, you were in, in Stillwater uh, protesting outside of, of, of the judge's house. Why don't I see outrage from the black community when, when black people are, are are being injured by other black people and, and there's gun violence and, and, and people are doing the wrong things? Why why are you all remaining silent? Explain that to me. And. This is the way that I have to explain it to them and that I'll explain it to you so that people can understand. Black-on-black crime has a different approach than police killing black people, unarmed African-American drivers and people like George Floyd. So the approach to it is different for my community. When we are protesting for justice and George Floyd and Dante Wright, when we're protesting about the way our communities are policed, we have to march to the Capitol because we're trying to get legislation passed. We have to march to the judge's house because we want a fair and equitable trial. But when there's black on black crime, you you don't go to the governor's house because the governor is not in North Minneapolis. We're in the churches. We're talking to the parents. We're knocking on doors. We're trying to give these kids opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have because the government has cut out music in schools and after school programs, and there are no nets and basketball hoops at the parks anymore. So you don't see what we're doing because it's not on the news. Because even if we call the news, nobody's coming because we don't have any diversity in our newsroom. So these stories don't get posted on TV. So when a kid is shot in North Minneapolis or when there's violence in in East St. Paul, the black community is there. We are not being silent. Our approach to this situation is very different than our approach to bad community policing and officers shooting unarmed black people. You're not gonna handle it the same way. That doesn't mean we're being silent. You just don't see our efforts. Every single barber shop is doing something. Tito Wilson is passing out scholarships so that kids who couldn't afford to are going to college. Dietrich Young in St. Paul is giving out free haircuts and mentorships, and he's going into schools and, and teaching these young men how to tie ties. Everybody in the black community is working and doing something to try to help these kids. We are going to these mamas' houses, holding them accountable. Where was Larnell last night? Because there was a shooting over here, and now he's not home. Have you seen him? If you haven't seen him, you need to get in touch with him. Call him on the cell phone, because not only are the police looking for him, but we looking for him, and he needs to turn himself in. That's happening. That's not on TV. It doesn't mean it's not getting done. So if you think that black people are sitting down with our thumbs up our butts, whistling, pretending we don't see the violence going on in our community, then you...
7: Are sadly mistaken. Um it's an important conversation to have, and I'm glad that you um, are able to express it so clearly and concisely. Um, l- let me let me ask you this because I've gotten a lot of these messages too. A lot of people asking, "Well, what what are people doing about it in their community, and what are they doing?" And look, I'm not I'm not fully the right person to to be able to to tell everybody, but but exactly. you are, and and that's, am, and that's and that's why.
4: And, I'm, and I mean, I've had somebody to call me and say, where's Nakima? She right next to me, knocking on this woman's door, looking for her son, trying to get him to turn himself in. Well, where's Crown Shepherd? She's right over there at the basketball court trying to talk to these boys. We are there. We are there. And that's why I tell people all the time, and, and, and this is something that, that I, I keep going back to, and, and it is so important. Get yourself a black friend. Because if you had a black friend, you would understand what's going on. People who make these assumptions that black people just aren't doing anything, and and, and they're sitting idly by, and they're just waiting for another police shooting so they can rise up, but they're not doing anything when black-on-black violence is happening. Yes, we are. We are working harder than you can imagine. But those stories are not getting told. Those efforts are unseen because the media doesn't see that. They don't want to say – Tito Wilson has been giving away scholarships ever since the, the program, after-school programs in his community were was, was, was shut down. Nobody's ever done a story on him, ever. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Wilson uh, is doing little girls' hair every year right before school starts to build their self-esteem and their confidence. That's not told. We're working. Yeah. We're doing it. Please don't assume that we are not. Please don't assume that we are being silent because we are not.
7: You know, uh, we're talking about Shaletta Brundage here and she's got the books. Cameron goes to school, Daniel finds his voice and, and we see we do see the news. And There's a couple things here, Shaletta, on this, but you know, we see kids being shot and and look, I mean, it's devastating. It's devastating for Horrible. everyone, it's devastating for those Horrible. families and for, for, for the community. But you know, you, you mentioned some of the things that are that are happening and the progressive work that's not in the media, but I, I think a question for a lot of people are, well then like how does it change? What else needs to happen so that so that, that twenty years from now
4: I tell you what doesn't need to happen, we don't need more police. We are over-policed and underprotected. I don't wanna go through North Minneapolis seeing rounds and rounds of police officers. You know, I, I was looking at the price that Brooklyn Center paid after Dante Wright. Um, and I think it was something like $300,000. Uh, and can we take some of that money and, and start after school programs? Can we take some of that money and build some nets for the basketball hoops? Can we take some of that money and invest in the kids to give them something to do after school, to give them something to look forward to on the weekends so their time is not idle? We spent $500,000 to secure an empty courthouse to build fences. We didn't spill a dime to build bridges in the community. And I still don't know to this day if Governor Walls has ever gone out to Dante Wright's site where he was shot and killed, I don't know if our DC delegation or any of our leaders have gone down there to, talk, to actually talk to people to find out how they are feeling. We got all this money to 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 stop it, to stop to stop people from getting in the government center to to you know after the fact, after the shooting, after the protest, to try to rebuild. But but can we can we get ahead of it? we invest in these kids because that is what's going to 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 stop it. That's what's going to give these kids. I, look, let me tell you something. I was down for Easter, me and Harvey, we partnered, right? And we gave away Easter hams in North Minneapolis. There's a food desert. There's no grocery stores, right? And and people don't have cars, so they don't have anywhere to buy groceries. So we parked that eighteen wheeler full of hams in the middle of that food desert, and we gave away three hundred and fifty hams in less than two hours. And afterwards, I ran out of gas. I didn't have any gas in my car, so I rode around North Minneapolis looking for gas. I couldn't find a gas station. You know what else I couldn't find? I found no hope. I didn't see a Starbucks, I didn't see a grocery store, I didn't see a gas station, I didn't see a restaurant, and I drove around for about five minutes. Why do we have to wait for gentrification for our leaders to invest in our community? We can't do it alone. But I'll tell you what, they put a high rise up there and they put some mixed-use housing up in there, I bet you the Starbucks will come, I bet you the Caribou will come, I bet you the Cub Foods will come, I bet you it'll come then. Why can't you invest now? Those people don't have hope in a lot of those communities, and what we got to give these people is some hope.
7: Yeah, another point that you bring up too is, is, um, and we've talked to you know like John Thomas with uh, the Timberwolves and 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 a number of people that that are 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 doing this and they've identified this, but but also just mentorship. Like I look at like you know. The, the amount like when you have, even if you have loving parents, um, it, it's important that somebody who, who you can identify with, somebody from your neighborhood or your community, or who looks like you that has done it and gone out and succeeded in, in whatever field that might be, but but to go back and, and to just see that person and to have that mentorship too to know, like, okay, like it doesn't, and I'm, I'm not being exclusive to any neighborhood, this goes for anybody, anywhere, but to have those anybody. people that you say, Wow. That person did it. I can do it, too, and they give you some of that hope.
4: They give you some of that hope, but we also got to put some tools in there so that these kids don't think that basketball and rapping is the only way out. Right. I I mean, I just couldn't believe the lack of hope. And you know what I said out loud in my car? I said all of our elected leaders have failed this community. Jacob Fry has failed this community. Uh, Their city council people have failed them. How can I ride around for five minutes in the middle of the night and not find a gas station or a Starbucks or a grocery store? What do you think they think that that, that the community, that the city, that the state thinks of them? We've left them behind and we've moved on. Why isn't anybody investing in them? That's just like kids. If you don't invest in your children, they're not gonna produce anything. What do you expect? If you don't make an investment, how, how do you expect somebody to produce if you don't invest? We have not invested in that community and going back and passing out turkeys and hams ain't going to get it. We need boots on the ground from everybody because guess what? This you, you can see, we, we going back to the whole George Floyd thing. We want to turn our eyes and say, this doesn't impact us. This doesn't have anything to do with us. It has everything to do with everybody. And if we don't all come together, to fix the problem, it should not be working in the diamond if it's not working in 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 North Minneapolis. Invest well, in the and, kids, invest in the schools, and that's how you don't have this problem in twenty years.
7: And and I, we we got to we got to get going here. But I I I still appreciate the conversation. But one, one last thing too, and 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 you know we you you had mentioned police reform, but the other thing on that too is is if you're against if somebody is against police reform, um, just just look at this. The, within the last eleven months, uh, Minneapolis has shelled out sixty-two million dollars in, in in for for a mistake, not not a mistake, but for for the murder of George Floyd. For right? bad so policing, 20, let's
4: say what it is. Tw- it's bad right. It is bad So
7: exactly. So twenty-seven million for George Floyd's family, thirty-five million for for the police officers who are not there anymore, who have uh, PTSD and all that stuff. So that's sixty-two million dollars, and and that's that's money that you know appropriated to to a community could uplift uh people instead of being put to you know uh use after after that
4: poverty how about that you could take a whole generation out of poverty
7: he said it better
1: and that's it and once again uh that was uh shaletta brundage our friend uh friend of the show here um we, we love her to death on, uh, here and we love her efforts because and she's right now W well, WCCO is, uh, it, it still has the, oh, I don't know, maybe the stigma of being the old white people station. They're trying to make, uh, they're trying to make, uh, uh inroads into trying to, uh, change that image but it's it's going to be a long you know it's going to be a long road for them i do congratulate them for trying to address issues uh in areas that you know a lot of old white people just would like to, to quite frankly sweep under the rug you know it doesn't happen to me it's not happening to me any diner or egan or anything like that so Congratulations for trying to bring this uh, issue to the forefront. Uh, and like Shaletta says, uh, when she does the promo for her show, uh, these are discussions that we need to have. Uh, some of them aren't going to be very easy. Some people, uh, you could even tell, I don't know if you noticed it or not, Ed, but even the host of the show, Corey. Now, to me, he seemed a little uneasy about this topic. What What? do you? What, what do you think?
3: well I, I I think we can identify with that the uh, first time that that uh, we spoke to Shaletta. It was the first time I hadn't really known much about her. you you, you brought her in and thanks for listening this morning, Shaletta and uh, breakfast, where's breakfast? Uh, <laughs> but as we said at the time, you know look, we're two two old white guys. you know and, and what did she say to us uh, uh, that anything helps? right it was worse to that effect i may not have the because we said what what can we do what you know what effect i mean we obviously can't relive that we live that life we're not we're not being affected uh just just like uh you know uh shaletta and, and that particular community now as as, as shaletta was going on there about the different communities that of course geographically I don't know where any of these places are that's that's John's but I do know I do know plenty of neighborhoods uh similar to what she's referring to not only here in New York but of course down in South Florida uh, and, and I'm quite familiar with all that kind of stuff the food deserts and certain places certain areas you go to good good luck finding a, a gas station good luck finding anything other than a convenience store where the prices are jacked up because of the convenience uh i get that and uh, every little thing she said what, from doing doing little girls hair to uh you know uh, what struck me most which really really uh really struck me was teaching young men how to tie a tie and let me tell you what that's you know like i made a, a a little a little to do over the past couple of weeks about me buying a new suit and of course i I have a favorite tie. I can't find it. I know, I think it's in my star talk. talking. Anyway, so I had to buy a new tie. Now, I haven't made a tie. I haven't tied a tie in years, but I don't question the fact that I can do it. And it's one of those skills I believe also every young man should have. Granted, fashion trends change and whatnot, but there will come a point. I mean, it's just one of those things as you're learning how to dress yourself and present yourself out to the world and you – and for me and again tying the tie over the years i've learned how to do it one way i've learned how to do it another i know just how i want it get that knot. maybe nobody else notices it but i know just how i want it and the little you know some of the little tricks uh my favorite little trick that was shown to me there's a label on the back of every tie you put the skinny part of the tie into the label and then you don't have two parts of the tie uh but it is important for every young man to have those kind of skills uh honestly you know we could go on a whole list of things like that uh shaving properly uh she she's referred to barbershops which from what i understand in the african-american community uh, barbershops are a big big part of the social network Um uh, huge part of the social network and uh I, i'm i'm not gonna let me be straight up front here okay Last night, John told me about this interview. And I, uh, I I tend to roll my eyes back so far into my head uh, when John tells me he's got a piece that runs two minutes. Uh, because I, I'm not a big fan of these long clips. I, I try to cut them down. Sometimes they're important. But John tells me this one is, well, I cut it down from 15 minutes to 13 minutes and 54 seconds. I was I was dead set against playing this. Dead set. And I hadn't heard it. Dead set. I said, no, this is not something we want to do. And we went back and forth yesterday. And uh and it had nothing to do with the content. It was just simply the length. And I, I relented and, and, and we decided, okay, we'll play it when we when we played it. And then this morning. I said, let me hear let me hear the first part of it so I can get a sound check so we can and then it's Shaletta on the phone. I'm thinking the whole time she's in the studio <laughs> And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, a recorded phone call <laughs> that's fourteen minutes long. And you know what though? I'm glad I am so happy we played it now. I I thought I would look nothing nothing against you, Shaletta. we, we love you, we think you're doing great work there. But I wouldn't listen to myself for 13 minutes. And I'm stuck with me 24 hours a day. I don't have a choice. But I will say this. It was, uh, in some parts of that, was very moving. And I, uh, my heart goes out. And by the way, you've nailed the word that I've been trying to get. Instead of defund the police, which was never the right word. People have taken that and gone the wrong way with it. Reform. Reform is the word. We need the police. I'm not saying all the police are bad. We've talked about this before, but we need. Do we really need them decked out like the military? Cops don't need tanks. We got the national guard for that. But anyway, uh, I, I as I, as always, it, Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, from a couple of fat white guys. Yes, absolutely. We desperately uh, want breakfast yeah well you know what's
1: what the nice part about it is is when i get the breakfast it's going to be fresh yeah that's true. We have to, we'll have to figure out a way to freeze dry it and send it to you there so
3: oh, lucky, me. Lucky, lucky me lucky you. lucky you
1: that's right that's right listen i got a couple things i, I want to take away from this uh one thing that that really strikes me about it is there's nobody Shalot is right. Nobody's talking about these things. It was, it was a blurb in the news. One of the, one of the, one of the, uh, kids, the three kids passed away. Anaya Allen, six years old, by the way, here are the kids. Anaya Allen, six years old, Trinity, Ottoson Smith, nine years old. She was just that, that young lady was jumping on a trampoline in her backyard and got st- and got struck by a stray bullet, uh, uh, a young man a couple weeks prior, Ladavion Garrett Jr., ten years old. Uh you are so welcome. We, we we do whatever it is we can. Uh, by the way, there, uh, Shalata. Um, these the the, the problem is, is it was a little blurb. I saw one uh, maybe one or two little news stories on and we move on and we move on to all the other, you know, what's going on in Edina, what's going on in Northfield. You know, nobody, there is not going to be any outrage about this until some little blonde haired blue eyed white child is hit by a stray bullet. It's, it's, it's not going to copy that. I mean, look look, and rightfully so look at all the, uh, Look at all the press that uh, school shootings get where kids are killed where kids are killed. They're rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. But you know they're on that for they're on that story for days. You know but this is this is North Minneapolis you know
5: you
1: know three three little black children got killed. Oh we got or got shot. Excuse me. Um, We there just does not seem to be the outrage in the quote unquote, and I hate using this term, but the
3: mainstream media. Fake news. And, oh, sorry. That's a reflex.
1: Yeah. It's more like a reflux, actually. Lamestream uh,
3: media, as they used to call it. The lamestream media. I'm sorry, the, go ahead. Finish your uh, thought.
1: You know, Shaletta's right though. This is this is not Something that can be worked out by the governor or by um, our uh, our senators or whatnot. This is this is something that local mayors, city council, mm-hmm. civic leaders. But I do disagree with her on one thing. How that? Well, she said we don't need more police. Well, well while we don't
3: we need better trained understand. police we need differently we need
1: trained,
0: better. differently yes
1: trained. i i i totally agree with you on that one but the fact of the matter is is that these you're not telling me that these kids that are out there doing the you know out there shooting up these neighborhoods you can't tell me that they're thinking about you know that they're thinking oh god i wish i, wa- I wasn't in this situation i wish i wasn't doing this i wish i unfortunately i I'm a, i hate to say it i'm afraid they're too far gone they're into that you know whatever it is that they're doing out there uh, that they're defending you know if they if they're dealing if they're dealing drugs or or whatever it is that they're doing in these neighborhoods is so lucrative for them they don't want to give this up. They don't, you know, even if even if uh, McDonald's is paying $15 an hour, they can make a hell of a lot more money out there on the street doing what it is they're doing. So, anyways, I'd like to pick up a little bit more on this in hour number two. Not much, but uh, we are at the top of the hour, so please stick around and we'll be uh, back here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio tf
0: T-F-I
1: you found the taxi stand hour
0: the worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life
1: on radio Tfi talk too much
0: talk too much join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 On Twitter, at TaxiStandHour From a pay phone, call Collect So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus.
3: I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else.
5: I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. I don't get a break with nothing. I played hide and seek when I was three. No respect, no respect. Why they wouldn't even look for me. No respect, no respect. I was an ugly kid. I never had fun. No respect, no respect. They took me to a dog show and I won. No respect, no respect when I was born I brought no joy no respect no respect my old man said he wanted a boy no respect no respect I was an ugly kid always alone no respect no respect Halloween I had a trick or treat over the phone no respect no respect friends don't call my phone don't ring I don't get a break with anything what's the matter Rodney ah death where is my sting it's just rap and Rodney ain't that your type
4: Sight. It's just rapping
5: riding. Make no mistake for old rap and riding. Can't get a break. I'm getting old, it's hard to face. No respect, no respect. But during sex, I lose my place. No respect, no respect. Steak and sex, my favorite pair. No respect, no respect. I have them both the same way, very rare. No respect. I know I'm old. I could go any minute. No respect. No respect. I got a kidney-shaped pool with a stone in it. No respect. No respect. Mm, Dr. Vinnie Boombats, that's another one. No respect. No respect. I said I want to stop aging. He gave me a gun. No respect. No respect. I told him I got water on the knee. He gave me a sponge and raised his feet. What's the matter, Rodney? Oh, it ain't easy being me. It's
4: just Rap Rodney. Ain't Rap Of sight, it's
5: just Rappin' Rodney, make no mistake for old Rappin' Rodney, can't get a break. Nothing goes right, I just can't fight it. No respect, no respect. My Eastern Airlines thanked me for flying United. No respect, no respect. I got some money, what did I do? No respect, no respect I bought some quicksand, a deal fell through No respect, no respect My car broke down, I called AAA No respect, no respect They left the car and towed me away No respect, no respect I can't take it no more, I'm getting too old No respect, no respect I called suicide prevention, they put me on hold No respect, no respect Winter, summer, spring and fall I'm always up against the wall
4: What's the matter, Rodney?
5: I don't get no respect at all. It's just rapping Rodney. Ain't that too
4: tight? No, no. Rapping Rodney. Get out of sight. It's just rapping Rodney. Make no mistake, for old rapping Rodney.
5: Can't get a break. It's getting worse. It's caving in. The heaviness. I can't take it no more. It's all over. Now, hey, where are my kids? Somebody help me! Hey, bartender! Hey, who's that guy with my daughter? Where's my wallet? How do we get out
3: of here? Stop that dancing! Well, John is still muted. Let's try it now, John. Well, that's because you muted me. See? See how you are? You muted me. It's your fault.
1: I had my I had my mics open. Mm-hmm. Everything was right on my end.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Streaming Network. Uh, from Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there in Queens, New York, at in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good
3: morning. Once again, we're still under construction here at the uh, executive tower. We're only utilizing the uh, ground floor and the vault. Uh, Of course, the vault goes down 27 stories at the moment. Uh, More on that later. Halfway to hell. Oh, no, it's only about a quarter of the way. Believe you me, I've made the trip. I've made the (laughs) trip. Uh, If you're just joining us, thank you. Uh, As always, we would like to thank uh, the lovely, the talented, the, uh, morally uncompromised Shaletta Brundage for allowing us to use uh we we played uh, something she did a little while ago and uh did
1: you tell your fans to stop texting
3: you here while I, we're trying to do the show I will would do you, please, that.
1: Would you do that by the way I have a dilemma oh well you better find a cure for that
3: okay what's the dilemma uh, well let's finish saying hello to everybody. Hello everybody. What's the <laughs> dilemma? Have you heard of OnlyFans?
1: Uh yes, I have. I have my own OnlyFans page.
3: You do? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, really thought, he thought For, I was because I, I'm so wrapped up in my okay, you got me. You got me. Uh well, I come to find out somebody I know has an OnlyFans page, and I'm wondering: are they in a financial bind? But more importantly, I'm I'm going back and forth about whether or not to do I want to see what they've done on OnlyFans. Well, I, I, I let me. Can I put that on the shelf for just a second? Oh, jeez! I just believe me. This has been weighing on me for for about a week now since I found out, and well,
1: uh, I kind of have my own my own thoughts uh, about uh, about OnlyFans and that whole uh, that whole
3: idea. Right, can we just finish but, what I'm saying first, and then we'd be more than happy to. What do What do you think? Do you think now? This is somebody that's younger than me. Considerably. and Male, female? Female. Okay. Considerably younger. And I, I'm just not... I found out through a legitimate source. This was not... I didn't go poking around. Uh, this landed on my doorstep, if you will. And I, I'm torn between yay and nay. So what do you think... What do you think you will find if you... I think I will find exactly what I think I'm going to find if you follow my drift. Okay. I I think this person is probably in a bit of a financial jam. And uh, I'm just very, very... uh, Confused about about what to, how to proceed, which normally I'm not right, wrong, or indifferent. I usually know if I want to uh, you know plow ahead or not, so to speak. And this one, I'm just, I just don't. I I believe the better part of valor is to just do what I've done, which is nothing.
1: Well, but here's here here's my thought on that, Ed. Is that you are going to it's it's going to eat at you until you do until you actually do it until you and now i'm going to guess forgive me if i'm wrong here but this is just my my mind you know just trolling along in the gutter here i'm guessing that there are probably some explicit videos or pictures attached to this
3: that's what uh, concerns me
1: and here's the deal look nobody says that Nobody says that you are going to have to sit there, you know, you pay your little nickel or whatever it is you have to pay to, to, to see whatever it is that this person is presenting. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and draw. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to sit there and, and stare at it for 25 minutes. It doesn't mean you have to pull a Ted Cruz on it. Uh it, Satisfy your curiosity and move Ted on.
5: Cruz, go f- yourself.
1: Exactly, which he does rather well. I understand. Uh, my, you know that—that's my own. That's my suggestion. You know, look, it's gonna bug you. It's gonna—it's gonna eat at you. Just mm-hmm. go ahead, do what you got. Go ahead and and pay the little nickel to to see whatever it is this person's showing, and then move on. Mm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Do you know how to contact this person? Oh, absolutely, say- absolutely. Well, that, in that in that case, maybe you reach out to them. I see you have a, I see you have an an OnlyFans page. If you want to help this person out financially, do what you know. You have a very generous heart, a very generous soul. Do what you do what you can, you know. But you're going. It's going to it's going to eat at you until you actually go ahead. And do what you got to do.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, I myself, I, I can't. I, I, honestly, if it was somebody I knew, I, I can't say that I'd be in any different position. I, 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 I honestly can't. I, I can't say that I'd. You know, I'm not trying to raise, raise myself to some moral level here.
3: Oh, don't worry. I'm not worried about that. You know, I got you beat morally uh, uh, two ways, ten ways to Sunday. You probably do. Oh, I, of course I do. I hold the moral high ground on this station. Yeah. There's no question about but, that. And I myself have the morals of an alley cat. So, mm-hmm. uh. oh, there you go. Once again, proving <laughs> my point. Proving my point.
1: <laughs> By the way, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight is the uh, number. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, if, if, if it's going to eat at you, go ahead. Uh, I'll I tell you what, send me, send me the link. I'll be the, I'll be the final to judge. Whether
3: well, it's not so much that it's eating at me. I just feel like it's a dilemma. It's, it's, it's like, okay, I'm curious. But on the other hand, I feel like I'd be violating some sort of trust. And again, this information came to me legitimately. I didn't go, uh, you
1: weren't stalking the person. No, no,
3: no, no. To pop. It, it it landed it to pop up in your lap, so to speak.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, you know, hey, like I said, you, you don't have to go all Ted Cruz on it. Just, uh, mm. just, um,
3: I'll give it to
1: your curiosity. Yeah, well, there you go. Just don't let it eat at you.
3: Oh no! I got plenty of other things to eat at me. Exactly.
1: Uh, by by. By the way, Ed, say hi, Angie.
3: Hi, Angie. Hello.
1: <laughs> hey, Welcome. she actually
3: spoke to us this time. Hey, what do you know? We'll get uh, her. We'll get her a we'll headphone and uh, microphone and headset, yeah. and should be part of the show because I'm sure we uh, we need some nursing advice here. It's nursing yeah. school, isn't it? Well, th- to nursing this school is, yeah she is going to nursing school absolutely said it, it, it hurts when I do this and she's already gone yeah. <laughs> she already
1: left it. five seconds was enough for you and I so <laughs> well you,
3: well you do know what the proper response to that is don't you what's that doctor it hurts when I do this well don't do that oh yeah there you go <laughs> paging dr Howard dr fine dr Howard Listen, I wanna I
1: wanna take a couple minutes. No if
3: I if if nope. if, if you if nope. I may
0: nope. I'm
1: going I'm going to anyways. All right then. Uh just to just to wrap up my thought here. Uh, we just
3: did Rap and uh, Rodney with... do something different. Oh, but by the way, I just before you get going, I just want to uh rap playing rap and Rodney was in no way, shape or form indicative of what anything we had discussed. Uh in the previous hour, that was that was already lo- loaded up, ready to roll, uh, last night. That the the top of the hour video. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I <laughs> was wondering that myself, but you know, hey, it is what it is, you know. Um, uh, and by the way, just uh, just as a pre, I've decided that in the Goldilocks experience, uh, we are going to talk about uh comedians who are no longer of this world.
3: Uh so. oh, Paul Mooney, yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, Paul Mooney died this week. Very funny comedian. I don't, I, I don't even know who he is to tell you the truth. Oh, you're missing a lot.
1: So, anyways, I just, just finishing the thought here uh with uh what we were listening to here in the first hour with Shaletta uh, talking about the police, and this is the one one thing I do I do disagree with her. At least in the short term, things have kind of gotten out of hand here, uh, and that isn't just in Minneapolis. That is, you can name any large city across this country. Things have gotten out of hand when it comes to black on black violence. I mean it's it's uh, Minneapolis back um, i'd say maybe 20 years ago had this uh had this um tag it was called murder apples uh, it had gotten real it yeah it had gotten hmm. pretty bad here i never heard of be yeah and to be honest with you i don't uh i don't remember what actually came and and helped tick tick things back a little bit only because I think at that point in time I had moved out to Las Vegas and I was away from Minnesota for roughly ten years and I and when I when I came back I noticed that it was considered I thought it was considerably better to to be quite honest with you. but here's the deal when it comes to the police, we do need to have more of a police presence because people do need, Protection. We cannot continuously have little kids be, you know, it's, it's a sad state of affairs when you can't let your, your kids play in your front or backyard or, or have them ride along in your car without being, without fear of them being, uh, shot and in one instance, killed. We can't be, we can't live in fear that way. So at least in the short term. Now that doesn't mean that we that the police um, need to go out and start rousting some somebody that has a joint in their pocket or or the one I the one thing I've always said and I, I truly believe as far as the time I spend on these streets as from a cop's perspective, it's a lot easier a lot easier for a cop to roust a hooker or to kneel on the bat on the use excessive force on some individual over a fake twenty dollar bill much 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 safer territory than going out and, go- and going after the real bad guys and i the, the police need to that's where we need the police we need the police to focus on the bigger picture here is it the safer route no it's not it, 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 it it's 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 not the the safer uh, way of uh, doing things and then meanwhile you have to have the police in these neighborhoods not just cruising around in their squad car they need to be going out and establishing relationships with folks in these neighborhoods you need to be able to establish some form of trust yeah, and to the point where it where in if you can establish his trust maybe maybe some of these people will say hey hey you know uh, listen uh, uh, uh joe blow over here you know he's been you know him, him and his buddies have been hanging out and you know I've i am always noticing guns with them and uh, they're not doing They're, they're, they're doing things that I, where I'm a little afraid of, you know, but you can't do that if you don't have, you don't establish and have the police establish that sense of trust with people in these neighborhoods. Um, So, and it's going to get, and to tell you the truth, if they do this, it may, at some time, it may get ugly. Because you're going to have situations where if the police start coming down on, and I call I, I call it as I see it. Call it as I see it. I call them urban terrorists. These these people these these people have have people. They're afraid to come out at night. They're afraid to, to sit on their front porch. They're afraid to, you know, to hang hang out. You know, in the neighborhoods, especially at night. Um, you, you. If somebody, if the police come down on these urban terrorists, it's not going to be pretty. And we have to understand as a community that, yeah, if if the if the police take down one of these one of these uh, individuals, we we can't go out and say, well, hey, you know, this was just a misguided youth. Uh, we've gone past that. When he decides to go out and start shooting other people and endangering the neighborhood, he's crossed that line already. We don't uh, we don't have the, that luxury of saying, "Well, geez, you know, if only if only he had a, a better upbringing or whatnot." So, uh, from Sean Brundage. Thank you, thank you very much. I take that as a sincere compliment, by the way, sir. It says great job, gentlemen. Uh, I, I really do. I I appreciate that very much. So, but look, this is this is a complex issue, and it's not going to it, people sitting around and pointing fingers isn't going to work. We need to get together as a community. People need to get together. And yes, this affects every one of us. This affects me in Eagan, Minnesota. This affects the people in Edina. This effect affects everybody out there. This is not just a, an issue that North Minneapolis is dealing with. You know, Shaletta, good, good goodness. Uh, uh, you know, she lives further away from North Minneapolis than I do um, geographically. But... We, we you know she goes to church there that that's where her church is i work there every day i'm in in the thick of things in my taxi every day every day sometimes 6 days a week up there so we understand we don't know everything that's going on but we understand and we understand it's a problem and it's a problem that we need to get together as a community and fix and not just us not just us here in minneapolis but nationwide and so and listen by the way i want to put one last thing out there ed you and i have we've we've talked about this um a lot we have offered radio tfi i'll put it out there again if you're not getting anything on the mainstream from any coverage with the mainstream media put something together put a show together put a put a podcast together Ed and I will do whatever we can, whether it is to to host a live show on Radio TFI or to put something up on the Radio TFI network, on our streaming networks. We will do whatever it is we can to help push the word. And that's just not, again, in Minneapolis, not just in New
3: York, but anywhere in this country, anywhere where you can hear our voices. We, we are more than more than willing to uh we'll we'll give airtime we have the app now which uh by the way for what it's worth uh our our app is uh per, the folks we use are based out of Atlanta it is uh, black owned and operated i we might be the only white faces on there on their lineup of shows to be quite honest but but it, it's it, the app is good and we we're enjoying it so uh i yeah yeah if uh if you'd like an outlet uh to work off of a platform, I should say, to work off of uh, we're, we're, we're right here. We, we basically use this two hours a week. The rest of it is music. We are more than happy to provide a platform for anybody that needs it. And with that with that Yes? Let's uh, it's time for the Goldilocks Paradox, isn't it? Paradox? Yeah, I came up with that during uh, eh, during the first eh, hour. That makes it that makes it sound like a damn COVID disease. You're not wrong. I didn't say it was good. I just it's uh... okay. So for those who are who are just tuning in, last week we took a hold on another John, John the, this is the epitome of emergency button. Very true. I'll go Very back. very true, sir. I'll go pick up the parachutes later. Okay,
1: sounds good. <laughs> um, last week, and we—I did another venture into plagiarism here by going with a, a show or going with a segment uh, known again. We'll give credit where it was due with the Chad Hartman do show that. here on WCCO. Take, take credit. By for the it. way, w, WCCO and then the and the. Uh, People in charge of WCCOs should be happy with the fact that I listen enough to that radio station that I come up or that it helps me come up with some of these ideas.
3: You steal. So, you're not coming up with anything. You came up with the idea to steal. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he
0: still inspired me. What let's, the hell?
3: Let's just be clear what you're coming up with here, okay? I'm not saying I dislike the stuff. I'm just saying. But let's... Look, you want to take phony credit. That's one thing. But you didn't come up with the idea. You came up with the idea to steal it. So anyways. anyways. The show was...
1: The segment was originally called Overrated, Underrated, Properly Rated. We kind of played around a little bit with the formatting on it last week. It wasn't exactly the way they did it over there. And that's probably a good thing. So... What we're gonna do this first off, we renamed it.
3: We're gonna call it the the Goldilocks Experience. We're using. We're gonna use Goldilocks at some point. Yes, this may change. This is very much a work in progress. Very much. As if you
1: understand, with with Goldilocks, you remember her dilemma there when she was in the Three Bears' house. Do tell, John. She, She she had a a she had the porridge there and the porridge was either too hot too cold or just just right. right so that's where we're gonna go with this from now on i'm gonna come up with i'm gonna come up with three topics this way we're gonna this time we're gonna go along we're gonna go with uh comedians who are no longer with us better known comedians than the one that uh Ooh. that Better known comedians. Paul and Moone, what actually? But, by the way, Paul Moon,
3: Paul Mooney used to write with Richard Pryor. You've seen him. I promise you, you have seen him. He is hilarious. He I'm, sure, hilarious. I'm sure he is, but uh, I have no I I don't remember where
1: I would have seen him from. So I did not include him. I got a list of three different All right. uh comedians. That are no longer with us, okay. And we're gonna bounce, we're gonna bounce around back and forth, whether or not it was too hot, too cold, or just,
3: just right.
1: Just right. So, oh my god. Oh, and and what inspired me was seeing our little halftime uh, show there with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Ooh, so Rodney okay. Dangerfield is going to be the
3: first one on the list. Oh, there's no question. Uh, too cold. He he was grossly underrated. Bit of a prick I, in I real. Would... Bit of a prick in real life, but see,
1: I don't, I don't, rem- I don't remember reading or hearing anything about him in in
3: real life how he was. I... I, 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 got stories from. They filmed Caddyshack in Broward County at the uh, Doral okay. Country Club. At the Dural Country Club. It's actually right where the Dolphins train. But Rodney was staying at a hotel on, on Fort Lauderdale Beach, about 10 miles from where they were shooting. And I heard stories from hotel employees about Rodney that he was a bit of a prima donna. I won't go I don't remember all of them but I do know the general gist of it was. But as far as uh Jacob what was his last name his real first name was Jacob. Look, the man had talent. He, did, he didn't be, he, he didn't hit until he was in his 50s. Mm-hmm. He he tried it early on, went to selling paint I believe it was for about 20 years. Gave it another shot and lo and behold there he was. So I think he was i don't think the too hot too cold thing's gonna work it's much easier and clearer to say he was underrated
1: oh well now okay so now we are gonna change
3: now, now that we're <laughs> in it change horses in midstream yeah. here i guess, well so. it's a work in progress it's a work in progress oh. i think rodney I, 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 go, ahead. go ahead well no, my go ahead. my final thing is i think rodney was actually you know what come to think of it no he was just right rated because people loved him by the way, in our vault, we have about a dozen uh, Tonight Show appearances. These were the greatest. Johnny would introduce him. He'd come out, say, "How you doing, Rodney?" and off Rodney went for seven minutes. <laughs> and Carson laughed his ass off every time. And now here, now, and here we.
1: With that, I will have to say, I, I still think he was underrated. When you look at, so if you were to put up a Mount Rushmore of uh, comedians from, from that era. Uh, I believe he should be, he should be, he should be the, uh, quite frankly, the George Washington. Because he was, because he, he not only did he, not only was he funny, but he was also had this kind of aura of awkwardness about him. Now, I don't know if that was how he was in real life. That was the character.
3: That was the character. But,
1: it was but he was like a good he was like a good pro wrestler in a sense that he didn't he never really fell
3: off of that. He he never really varied from that, even in interviews and what have you. Well that's that's because that's the character. That's that's who he's portraying. This is what the people want to see. He also had an eye for talent. Um, mm-hmm. and matter of fact, it just his club here in Manhattan well not here in Manhattan just closed finally. Dangerfield, a great place. Great a lot of a lot of comedians got their start there. Uh it, it was Dangerfield basically that introduced the world to Sam Kinnison, Andrew Dice Clay. There are a couple mm-hmm. others that are escaping me right now, so Yes, yeah,
1: so but I, I still think he's on I, I, I will go with the Goldilocks reference and say
3: too cold. I tell you what, uh like Rodney once you would. i tell you what. As Rodney once said, I uh, I told my dad I was tired of running around and cir- going around in circles, so he nailed my other foot to the floor. <laughs> we, we were so poor, we couldn't afford clothes. For my 10th birthday, my father bought me a hat so I could look out the window. <sighs> One of the greatest movies ever, Easy Money. Rodney's character goes at it through the whole movie with the mother-in-law, and uh, one of the funniest lines ever. Uh, he looks at her and says, "You were the inspiration for twin beds."
1: <laughs> See now, I tell you, my my two favorite um, uh, Dangerfield movies were Caddyshack, uh huh, and. Back to
3: school, back to school.
1: <laughs> Bunnier than hell and back to school. I'm sorry.
3: Burt Young. Bunnier than yeah. hell. Burt Young. I had two, you know, nice. my two boys. I put one through college and the other I put through a wall.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. don't not to get too far off, but it's a shame that Burt Young kind of uh, he was
3: he's always going to be Pauly from, you know, from Rocky here's an interesting thing. Uh, show I watched that I binged a while back. Uh, I was on for a couple of days, Russian doll. Uh, I think it's, I think it's Netflix. Find it. It's a good show. Uh, but, uh, Bert Young is in that. He's in a couple of episodes and, uh, he's good. Anyway, let's move on. Who else you got there on the, uh, moving on number two on the list. Uh, George Carlin. Well, well, George Carlin, where do I begin? George Carlin is the, infuse me with the love of wordplay and and using your words, uh, whether they be as a tool, as a weapon, as, you know, whatever you need, but your words are important. Uh, But also that they're just words. You know, uh, to, to, he was the first comedian as a kid, his, the very first album I ever bought was, uh, Class Clown, very first record album, Class Clown, and, uh, I listened to that, I had that memorized, I would listen to it all the time, all the time I listened to it, I loved that, and, uh. You know your hippy dippy weatherman uh, we we got a we got a canadian low which is not to be confused with the mexican high <laughs> and one of my favorites of all time tonight's forecast dark continued mostly dark throughout the night with widely scattered light in the morning i mean just to put those words together in a in a in a frame that we're all familiar with we've all heard the local weatherman and then to just take those words and i identify with them more uh, on a different level, because like me, he was an Irish Catholic raised in Manhattan. He's from a little further uptown. But we had that in common. So I, and, and when he does the bits about growing up Catholic, I mean, I identify so hard. Hey, Father, is God so so powerful that he can make a rock so big that even he can't lift it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can do these bits all day long all day long uh, George Carlin uh, he is I can't say he's underrated because he 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 has a rabbit fan base to this day if you ever read some of his books I've read a couple of his books and uh, it, it's just i and I only get to see him once live once I was in Vegas, and about half the half the material I had already heard on his HBO specials. But the other half—look, just—it's like going to see your favorite musician. You know the songs. You're not going because you don't know the songs. You want to hear some of these bits, so, so I, I'm going to put George at a at a solid right where he should be. Right where he should be.
1: To me, I I love. George Carlin, how he trans how he transitioned throughout his career. He he, you know, started out basically as the hippy dippy weatherman. No, he did not. Well, well, let, let let me let me rephrase that. This is where I became familiar okay. with
3: his And I'm gonna stop you for a second, just to be historically accurate. You can Google George Carlin on the Ed Sullivan show. The Ed Sullivan Show.
1: Yeah. I've seen I've seen I've And seen you've seen that, those yeah.
3: pictures of him with the short hair in the suit. You know, uh-huh. looking almost nothing like the guy when we because say so I don't have it no other way <laughs> for one thing, but that's who George Carlin was at the time. He was like every other comedian. And he was making his way up through and he finally finally achieved a a, a modicum of success where he could start being himself and looking as he wanted to look. You know, with success comes a certain amount of freedom of expression. But, no, he started out as, as you know, just like every other comic, at least appearance-wise. So, so anyway. But you first became aware of him.
1: I first became aware of him as the hippy-dippy weatherman. Uh, he transitioned seamlessly, it's, it seemed like to me, into the cantankerous old man. You know, yeah. remember, remember the remember the, the, it wasn't, it, it really wasn't very popular. It didn't last very long, but he did a sitcom
3: back in. I want On Fox, Brian's head or inside somebody's head. He played the, the, the brain or the. This isn't the one I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead. He Herman's, played an old.
1: Herman's said he that's he what played I an old cab driver. And I want to say it was an ABC sitcom, but don't uh, don't quote me on that. I don't remember, but I just remember he just turned it. He just kind of transformed into this cantankerous old man who who was still very much in, in touch. You know, us old p as we age, <laughs> we sometimes get a little out of touch with reality here. But George George Carlin always, no matter. How old he was was always sharp and always on top of things and
3: um always always topical well i think you need to listen to some of the routines uh for instance muhammad ali muhammad ali muhammad ali um especially on class clown um some of the "quote unquote" less popular cuts—I don't even know if that's if that's accurate—but uh, if you listen to the entire album, you'll find that. And this goes back to the early '70s, you know. And you'll find exactly that cantankerousness. Now, of course, he was younger at the time too, so he had a different world view. And but and as he got older, he used more of the wordplay and all that. He was a master at that, master. Yes exactly the one of the greatest well, one of the greatest bits he ever did and we've played it here is the football versus baseball it's it's not only poignant it's hilarious my my favorite uh, my favorite carlin bit
1: uh, to this day is when he's discussing uh discussing dogs and cats go ahead he, you're giving me this blank look like you've never no, heard it before. no i'm allowing you to finish well at at the end it was really funny what he was talking about cats and i i do it no justice i will i will give you no no pretense whatsoever that i could deliver it anywhere near as good as got it you're gonna good. got it you're
3: gonna suck move on
7: Oh,
1: I got this itch all of a sudden. Yeah, I just, yeah. wanted, uh, I feel for the, for, the, for the
3: radio, for the radio audience, John is letting me know he believes I'm number one. John, exactly. John, go ahead. So, so, he talking about cats and how
1: how cool, calm, and collected cats are, and how a cat can be running ac- running across the floor and run into a wall. All of a sudden, just boom! Run into a wall. And they can, uh, uh, admit that that uh, was meant to happen like that.
3: that that's that's
1: yep. Yeah. And, and and then he goes back around, back behind the couch, and he says,
3: "Help me out! <laughs> yeah, <F-ing laughs> me
5: out!"
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like he was brilliant. So so, where do you fall on Mr. Carlin?
1: Uh, I'm going to give him a just right.
3: Okay, there you go. There you go. Right. I agree with that. He's uh, he's he he is elevated to exactly where he needs to be. Number 3 on the list. El numero 3. Richard Pryor. Overrated. Ooh. Do tell. I liked Richard Pryor. Don't get me wrong, very talented, had his issues. I mean, Come on, we all did the lighter, you know, what's this? Oh, it's Richard Pryor running down the street, you know. He even made made reference to the joke when he came back. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in any movie he did with Gene Wilder. They were a fantastic team, Wilder and Pryor. They did, I forget how many movies, uh, at least three or four movies together. Uh, they were like the next hope in Crosby. They were just fantastic together. Uh, he had, I mean, don't get me wrong, he had good material. I, I, I'm not one to judge. Uh, his, his success speaks for itself. For me, uh, I just think he thought too much of himself, which was his persona. And when it comes to comedy, I, I mean, people have to be who they are. Whether they're, whether they're uh, projecting a character that they want the audience to see or whether it's really them. In the end, it really is the performer because that's standing there and telling scripted jokes, story jokes, as I like to call them. Uh, that's a whole different thing than you'll see a lot of comedians. You know, they just start talking. It's very stream of conscience or it seems like it. they've got prepared bits uh, that they can weave in and out uh but they'll you know they'll interact with the audience et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. when i what i saw prior i just thought i thought it was a little much uh again like with the exception of in the movies with with gene wilder i never really cared for him that much i would watch him uh but uh, I, I, overall, I'd say he was highly overrated. Maybe not highly, but definitely overrated. Okay. You and I are going to def-
1: definitely differ on this spectrum, because I, I think just the opposite. I think that he was, as they would say, too cold.
3: Really? Yeah, well,
1: you're entitled. Yeah. Um, look, you have to remember that uh, uh, prior spoke and was at his biggest uh, during the during the 70s um, early 80s, I remember. Uh, he spoke of things that you know nobody in the white bread community wanted to talk about back then. Much you know, you think it's bad now. But it was even more so back in that era. We didn't, we didn't want to talk about what was, what was happening to black people.
3: That's not true. And he... That is not
1: no, true. No, I, I think, well, let
3: me put it this way. I think we're better at it now than we were Well, there's then. no question we're better at it now. But to say it didn't happen is... Uh, I mean, for what it's it, worth... It didn't the, happen enough. For what it's worth, right now, the four years doesn't mean jack squat in our age difference. But when we were, when I was twenty-one, you were seventeen. I—I I mean, at that point in our lives, I've got a little bit of a different world view. You know, you're still in high school. You're still, you know. Truth be told, no, I was Okay, that's well,
1: one story for a different time.
3: You get my point about it, though. I was out in the real world working, and again, I was not a man of the world at twenty-one. But, uh, and that—that that was nineteen eighty that was that would have been 1980 so go back a few more years and uh in the 70s you're just a kid wiping you're a snot nose kid and i i had learned how to clean my snot
1: <laughs> well you've regressed but that's that's there.
3: that's for next week
1: uh, <laughs> oh wait a minute we're not doing one next
3: week shucks oh shucks yeah, not- no kidding listen i i think that um, you're entitled to a to your opinion even no matter how wrong it is to me we we don't we don't hear anybody
1: talking about richard Pryor these days we're, we're we're having we we still hear people talking about carlin we still have people talking about uh rodney dangerfield we don't you don't hear people talking about richard Pryor, and i think that he was every bit as talented as both, uh, both uh, Rodney and George.
3: But you're not taking his material into account. It was, well, ver- it was very it, it, aggressive. It, it, it was very angry material. And I'm not saying it was bad. But it doesn't play well over the decades. It doesn't play well with every audience. Like it or not, look. Artistic decisions are made. I'm going to go down this path. I'm going to appeal to this segment of the audience. Uh huh. Now you look at, at Rodney. Rodney's everyman. His character is everyman. I get no respect. We all feel that. One of the greatest taglines ever. I get no respect. We all can identify with that, whether you agree with it or not or admit it or not. George Carlin, you sit there, it's like a very entertaining high school or teacher or college professor. You really feel like you're learning something with Carlin. And he's not talking about while well, he tackled controversial issues. He did not it wasn't an attack on Whitey and the Gringos. Okay? Whereas Pryor, now Pryor had no problem. Coming after the white men and probably deservedly so, but yeah. that not only that narrows his audience. It makes it when when your comedy is very much of the time period, and too topical or very topical. Excuse me, then it's difficult for it to transfer out down the line. You can listen to a Rodney Dangerfield routine from Carson from thirty years ago and still laugh. Your why? Because none of it's topical. It's all common. That's the basis of comedy is that if I can if I can get you thinking of something, put us in a similar situation. Oh yeah, that's right. I I had that same that happens too. You can identify with it. A lot of what Pryor did, okay, and again that's why I say his movies with Wilder were fantastic. They appealed to a if I hate to use the phrase, but a general audience. Uh but again a lot of his stand up was just, you know, topical very much of the day which is why i mean some people will listen to it but there's always going to be references and whatnot the anger is different than uh than today
1: then 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 tell me tell me something too well, now again i'm talking about how we are recognizing comed- or comedians from the past, how we recognize them today, how we feel about them in 2021. With with that argument, why is a guy like Dave Chappelle so popular?
3: Because Dave Chappelle Uh, is of this time. Okay. But are the
1: times really that much different?
3: It depending on your material. Depending on your material. Okay? It's also depending on your
1: perspective.
3: Well, also remember that Dave Chappelle does sketches. He does characters. Okay? Pryor didn't do that. Every comedian is different. They may fall into uh, a particular genre. I I, I will uh, say this again. I I believe I've told the story. On my 22nd birthday, my buddies took me to a comedy show. I got to see Red Fox Live at the Copacabana for that... I will tell you this. Here we are, f- literally forty years later. My ears are still bleeding from that performance. You have n- <laughs> you have never heard this would have been nineteen eighty one. Uh huh. And Fox was long past his stand up prime at this point. He was known for his party albums, as they as they refer to them. Uh you know he was he was very popular on Sanford and Son at the time. That's, but was he funny? Yeah, but was he? Oh my god the things he said i i'm not joking when i say my ears still bleed a little bit i, I know I, you're virgin ears you're you to
1: this day whenever i swear you cringe so i mean
3: that's just for the air but yeah. we look we we were kids of the streets of manhattan so it's not like we had never heard these words before but it was just the way he put them together and just with the nonchalants, i he he did it so just like you taking a breath it was it was effortless, and he didn't think twice about it. But uh, so, where do you, you stand on prior as underrated? Underrated, seriously underrated.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, we'll, that's your I'll, opinion. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. I, I, uh, there and there are so many other comedians, by the way. And I'm, I'm not going to if, when we come back to this in two weeks. Uh, I'm not going to uh, bring out three other comedians, but down the list there are there are so many other ones we could talk about. We could talk about Red Fox. We talk about Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I do do a little research on the guy that you keep bringing up. That I, I Paul
3: Mooney. Paul Mooney. He just died this week. <laughs> funny, funny, great writer, hilarious comedian. By by all means, look him up. Go on YouTube. Might have to
1: bring up something
3: where I'd where I'd recognize him or remember. I remember. I, pro- I promise you, as soon as you see him, and as soon as he opens his mouth, you are going to say, "I know this guy." You have seen him before. Recognize him by name. That could be. Well, look, you barely recon- recognize me by name. <laughs> if you only knew, Sunshine. If I... <laughs> look, I, I, I kid myself on a regular basis, okay? I delude myself into believing things, so uh, uh well, yeah, that was fun. Now, well, that wraps up another edition of what the hell are we going to call this thing? Uh... <laughs> I, I like it. I like I, Goldilocks. I, I like Goldilocks.
1: Well, it has a nice little even.
3: Even if that's all we call it is Goldilocks. That may be. We got two weeks to sit on this. And, exactly. Uh, and, and and mind you, kids and kittens. We talked about this before the show. I honestly cannot come up with three things that I wanted to rate or unrate. So I said, John, you, I'll just riff off of you. I, this is the lazy I way.
5: Don't do.
3: I, I have I have no problem with that actually. About, eight, about eighteen weeks till football. Eighteen weeks. And again, we're just trying to fill that John John and Ed versus the spread versus the uh the rooms. The rooms. <laughs> I still haven't worked it out yet. I'm that's gonna be uh next month. I I'm I'll get everything settled down.
1: And and and, and you know it's perfect because Rolando, who was Uh, participating there for a while during last season Uh you know what his middle name is right? I have no
3: earthly idea Ruben Ruben? as in in Rube? yes well what do you know (laughs) this just took on a whole new F- fits
1: in beautifully in my opinion i will have to alert him and uh, anybody else that we're getting ready to start that uh anyways what we got about six minutes left to go here yeah give it uh, a shot. let's uh let's really quick again there's going to be no live show next week What? we're both taking a break what we're both, we're, we're both taking a break we're, i bought a
3: subscription to this to this channel by the way what what do you think of people that have like patreon accounts and they charge people for insider content? uh I'm not suggesting we do no, it because
1: neither am i <laughs> neither neither am I it, it, you know what if somewhere down the road we get an inquiry about a sponsor now I know you just joke you know jokingly That's speak no say we need a sponsor for the uh That's no joke no oh, come on. No, i have mentioned trying to i have mentioned trying to get sponsorship for the i want i don't want nothing i don't want because and why is it because you then all of a sudden think that the sponsor can dictate content
3: absolutely but and, not, and i
1: have a tendency to agree with you on
3: that but not for the market watch report because that's going to pay off big one day that's going to pay off having that spot and we doing it and churn and churn and churn and one day the fact that we've been doing it And we're the only ones doing it. I don't know who else we're comparing against, but... uh, And... I just lost that. That train just went off the track. Ooh! Age happens, my friend. That's (laughs) all I can say about that. Getting old ain't for sissies. Uh, That's for sure.
1: Anyways, nothing live next week. Please uh, feel free to go into the Radio TFI app and... uh, Check out some of the uh, back editions of our show. Some of them are better than others. Hey, now. Well, they are. It's true. I mean,
3: if you think about where we were four years ago. Well, technically, we're getting better at it. Well, today, notwithstanding. Everything worked <laughs> today. Everything that I turned on <laughs> worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, fortunately, your boy came through. So if you listen to something from four years ago, Uh, the fact that we are now broadcasting on multiple platforms with nice, clear video. And, uh, it's just, it really, truly is amazing. But, and don't forget the app. If you're not listening to us on our app, go to your app store, just search, put in Radio TFI. Uh, you'll see our logo. You'll see all that. You can listen to us. You can listen to us live. You can listen to the station live you can watch us live you can watch you can watch the uh you can watch the replays that youtube will allow you to watch last week we did something we we we, we pissed in somebody's cornflakes cuz that show is not up there and that's the first one bad. that and i tried i
1: i i spent hours trying to edit that video and then and basically taking out that little 3 minute segment that little 3 minute section where we played that song you know that video and which song oh
3: my was the uh i'm going to miss her oh i don't think that's it i personally it i think was, i guarantee you oh it, was it. Oh, okay i guarantee you that was it it was probably the flintstones thing cuz there are a number of sites that have that oops but uh
1: Anyways, uh, like I said, enjoy your uh, enjoy your Memorial Day. Uh, yes,
3: by all means. weekend
1: folks. Uh, we will uh, we will be back. Uh, what geez? What day is that? The, the D Day, uh,
3: June sixth D Day.
1: So we will be back. We will be fresh. We'll probably be a little rusty, but uh, we'll be there. So thanks again for listening today, for Mister Ed Van Ness. That guy over there I'm John Shannon all around the and I doing there baby won't you please stop
5: so sweet' do buddy